why do we exist? What are we supposed to do? Is there a purpose of life or is there really any meaning? Is there any morality? This is the Good News Highlights podcast. Hi, I'm Thomas Kabeen, editor of the Good News magazine, here with our tech guy, journalist, and my good friend, Benjamin Wells. Today, we are going to talk about the purpose and the meaning of life. We will be using Catholic morality by Father John Lau in this series. So through a reason, we can determine that there is a God. There's the famous five ways by St. Thomas Aquinas of proving that there is a God. And then we accept that the Bible is his revelation, and he reveals stuff to us through the Bible and the church. And we know that he is the author of all life, the last end of our life. We are made by God, and therefore we owe everything to him. And he has told us that he is our last end. Baltimore Catechism says our purpose is to love God and serve God in this world and live with him forever in heaven. Exactly, but let's clear something up real quick. What kind of service to God are we talking right. about? Right. The service to God is not a slave. We are not, even though St. Paul does say he is a slave to God, he does not mean that in that he is worthless, really. Mm-hmm. But he is saying that instead of when St. Paul says he's a slave to God, it means that he is following everything God says for him to do, among other things. Exactly. But instead, we are obedient to God as we would be to our parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important. It's important to keep that in mind whenever you read something about how it's your life's purpose to serve God. And it's important to remember that that's not some kind of like you're worthless and that's all you can mm-hmm. do. No, you, you serve God and you you live your life in a way that shows that you love him and you exemplify uh, like what Jesus did. And also Thomas Aquinas' five ways. I encourage you to look those up later. They're very cool. And often in the world nowadays, obedience can be seen as a little bit of humbling yourself, which it can be, mm-hmm. but it's viewed as a negative thing. We praise the people who build themselves up to very high positions. They don't have any bosses. Exactly. They do everything on their own time. So when we look at obedience to God, we can think, well, if that's my purpose, that's a pretty stinky purpose. Mm-hmm. But no, we know that serving God is one of the greatest joys of our life. By serving God, we are not limiting our freedom, but we are actually expanding uh-huh. our freedom. Now we know that our purpose of our life is to follow God and follow his rules and what he tells us to do. And this is where morality comes from. Morality, by definition, is really a Catholic moral work is following what God tells us to do and what he tells us to do through his church. Exactly. It's God's will. Yes. And we find the perfection of this obedience in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He was perfectly obedient, even to the point of death. His life is a perfect example. So any single thing he did in his lifetime, you doing that gets you on the path to sainthood. Exactly. Of course, you can't heal a leper on your own power, but through his power, exactly, uh, someone can be healed. So let's go over kind of that God's will point we made earlier. Basically, giving glory to God is one of the is like one of the most fulfilling things and important things to do in your life. And you do that by living out what his will is for you. And he communicates that in several ways. He communicates it through his church. He communicates it through the Bible, the scripture. He communicates it through the lives of his saints and even the lives of, of like holy people around you, people that you can take an example from and learn how to do God's will for your life. Our actions 
actions are morally good or morally bad according to how they align with God. Because God is love, truth, life, all the things. However your actions align with what God would do basically determines their morality. And that can be a bit of a high standard to live up to. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, it's God, you know, that all of your actions are being judged against. But it's important to remember that obviously that no one is perfect and they're not expected to somehow be perfect like God in every aspect of your life. But it should be your goal to strive to be as close as you can get. Exactly. You, we are fallen and even after baptism, we will make some mistakes but even though we will never be able to attain perfection here on earth we still need to try exactly and by trying we will be living a moral life Mm -hmm. and an important point about morality is that morality is a lot of action as it says in matthew not everyone who says to me lord lord shall come to the kingdom but those who do the will of my father by doing the will of god we are committing moral actions it needs to be an action it can't just be uh just words words can like communicate an action but they don't mean anything on their own like just saying something random like saying wow i'm a great person does not make you a great person Mm Uh, being a good person comes through action and through uh, working on forming your conscience and through striving to be as close to Jesus and as loving as you can be. So we have a great list of the moral things that we need to do in the Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt honor the name of God, thou shalt not kill, all of them. Thou shalt honor thy father and mother. Those are a very great place to find moral actions. Yeah, exactly. All ten of them. So now we're going to move on to this thing that is called Catholic moral science. So science is a way of obtaining information. And through this Catholic moral science, which is based on Christian principles and conclusions from divine revelation, you can find four things about morality. These are the general principles of morality and are common to all men. So Christian moral directs man to a supernatural end, which can be attained only by supernatural means. It holds out motives for right conduct, of which unaided reason is either totally ignorant or has only an imperfect knowledge. It establishes most of its conclusions on divine revelation, and it offers means of which natural moral knows nothing. So we do know that there is a natural moral. So if you come up to someone, they know that killing someone is bad, or everyone knows that war is to be avoided. And some of these virtues cannot be reasoned. They have to be told to us by God. And through Christian moral, Catholic moral science, we can find the Catholic moral. And the Catholic moral is divided into general and special. So general moral treats the conditions of morality and special moral applies to the general principles of morality in various circumstances. So general is just the uh, sort of the conditions, like the laws or commands, if you will. And then special morality is how that applies to parts of your life. So they're both obviously very intertwined, but there's two names for two slightly different parts of morality. So as a part of the Christian doctrine, the doctrine of things we must do, doctrina feciendorum, is confided to the keeping of the Catholic Church. Hence, the Catholic Church can, in virtue of the divine assistance granted to her, infallibly define what is good and what is bad, what is permitted and what is forbidden. This is a very important point that the Catholic Church, if the Catholic Church says, let's just make a point, that abortion is evil, it is. 
And that's because their authority comes from God, and it's an unbroken line of succession, all the way from Jesus. Think about that. We have Jesus, right? Peter, and then uh, and then after Peter, and it keeps going, 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 until right now we have Pope Francis today, and it's been a line coming from Jesus, which is pretty cool to think about. Yeah, so we have this directly from Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God the Father. So whenever the church infallibly declares something, that's known as ex cathedra. That means from the chair. That doesn't happen very often. A lot of the time, the church does not declare something ex cathedra. And usually when they do, it's to emphasize the importance of a particular doctrine of the church. Like that Mary is the mother of God. They will emphasize that and uh, remind that it is important by declaring it to be true ex cathedra. On some points, the Catholic Church it can be wrong for some things, but when the Church is t speaking and teaching on faith and morals, specifically what we're talking about here, morals, it is infallibly true. Exactly. Like if the Pope like thinks a certain team is going to win the Super Bowl and they don't win the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter because that's not on morals. That's not. That's not the church. That's not anything. Yeah, the Pope's opinion is not what the church believes. The Pope cannot change morals because it's not him saying that this is what the morals is. It's really what God is saying what the morals is. Exactly. He's just the person who communicates it. That's all I have for you in the first episode of our Catholic slash Christian morality series. Come back every week for more audio content from the Good News Magazine, and check out uh, our other content on our website, goodnewsmagazine.xyz, linked in the show notes. Next episode, we will be talking about free will. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you next time. Goodbye.